The Needles, Guns, and Chalk Podcast. Yeah, I know stuff like this. I did not think you would know Pantera. Yeah, I, I know Walk, and I like stuff like this. Yeah, yeah this is like '90s, early '90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I was. This is what I was raised on. Yeah, this is what I like right here. I'm going back a little bit later than that. You see my shirt? Got on the black, black flag. Come on, <laughs> come on. Late yeah. late '70s, early '80s, man. That was that was the thing. Black flag. Well, black flag. You that, circle now jerks. That's punk rock, right? Dead Kennedys. Yeah, yeah. I heard Dead Kennedys. I don't know too much punk. Yeah, fear, circle jerks. Where did you come, where did you grow up? That Uncle Ken, the guy I've been teasing for for a long ass time, is in studio finally, finally here, and uh, he's got some good stories. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, you, Donnie and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do a shout, shout out if I can. I'd yeah. like to say hello to all your listeners and yeah. and one very special listener who's one of your top listeners. That's my son-in-law, Guy Bouchieri. Oh, Hi, Guy. Yeah, yes, big guy. What's up, Guy? Guy doesn't get no love because he didn't put his name on the SoundCloud thing, so we can never shout him out. I always forget to shout him out because he's not on our list. But yeah, he probably is one of the most top download guys. Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in a little town, La Puente. Puro Puente, Holmes. Yeah, they call me Güero. <laughs> so were you like the only white dude that grew up there? Well, you know, uh, we... My father uh, was was in the Navy. All of my relatives, Navy people. I happened to go into the Army like our friend Uncle Tony here. Yeah, uh, Uncle but, Tone. Uncle Tone. <laughs> but uh, so what happened is when they actually bought the house in La Pointe, it was a it was a pink house. Yeah, and uh, there was some white face in the neighborhood, and then they. And you started, were the only one. Well, yeah, I was the only one at the time, and uh, and that went well for a while, and they started tearing down the projects in L.A. and. They started relocating to Baldwin Park, Baldwin El Monte, Park. you know, yeah. La Puente. And that, that's when the little cholos, the little hardcore started coming, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and everything went sideways then. You know? oh, <laughs> so, did you get caught up in the gangs? Oh, I didn't get caught up in the gangs, but I was the white kid that, uh, you know, like Big Whitey, nobody liked. Yeah, yeah. Because Big Whitey screws shit up. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, listen, I don't even like Big Whitey. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I'd be like, hey, Big Whitey, why'd you leave me here with all these people that don't like me because I'm white? Yeah. I got to try to clean your shit up yeah. now. So so the funny thing is, is that uh, I used to mow lawns, you know, and, and back there. How you, old are you at this point? I'm, I'm like 10 years old. And Get now up I, on the mic? The problem is, Donnie, is that, uh, you know, Pops moved us into that place, and then uh, the cowboy booked. 
No, you know, the, the oh, dad, yeah. dad bounced right away. Oh, he booked. That's why that song by, what is it, Everclear or Everlast? Yeah. Daddy gave me a name and then he walked away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, when I first that's heard that, the only thing I never got was the birthday card with the $5 bill. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I got everything else. You know, scared white boy growing up in the neighborhood. So, uh, so dad moved you into the hood. Moved us into the hood. It's been nice. I'll see you when you're grown up. Well, well, the deal with him, bro, is that he was a, you know, Swedish Norwegian. So he had the blonde hair and the blue eyes, and he was a sheriff in East LA. Oh, so shit. he'd lock up some some chick's old man for beating her ass or whatever, and, and then she'd go like, "Can you come back later and service me?" So yeah. he, he was a pimp. Yeah, pimping. You know, he, you know, he uh, he, he was had a, a lot of dude, action. Right? He had a lot of action, so uh, he cheated on my mom. Yeah, and and uh, and that's how things start going bad. And then he was a violent guy. He was an oh. alcoholic and, and, you know, so, but enough of that. Getting back to moving into La Pointe. He moves us into La Pointe. He takes off. And uh, so once a month, something's getting shut off. I mean, uh. if you ever lived in that kind of reality, yeah. the lights getting turned off, the water getting turned off. Mm -hmm. So that still happens to me now. It's still going on. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Some realities don't change. Nope. <laughs> But so, I don't so, have Wi-Fi right now. <laughs> so what happened is with all these new little cholos that were coming in, yeah. uh, because I was pretty good. You know, I was a f fighter. I'd get them up if I had to, and uh, I did well. But that's, with these... that's what you know, dude, when you see the one white dude with a group of blacks <sighs> or the one white dude with all the cholos, you're like, that's the craziest fucking guy yep, in the group. Exactly. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> and uh, But when the new guys came in, they were like, fuck this guy, you know what I mean? And so uh, I was getting my ass kicked a lot. And they were jumping me and stuff. So I started mowing these lawns, and I mowed a front and back lawn for $3. Damn. The nice thing about it is that me and my brother didn't know how to fix a lawnmower. And uh, this gentleman that we mowed his lawn, this Mexican guy, would fix our lawnmower for us and then pay us the $3. So what I did was I paid for my mowing martial arts. Oh, is that what you did? Yeah, So because you know I needed to get better because I was getting my, my butt kicked. And so uh, it was $25 a month. The rest of the money that I made, oh, I threw a paper route too. Yeah. So throwing a paper route on the bicycle, old school, yeah. right? And mowing lawns and help my mom out to keep, you know, whatever going that she had going. What she kind was of bike do you have? Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, it was a Schwinn, bro. Hell Actually, yeah. well, I had an old, uh, a Huffy. <laughs> like I had a beat up Huffy. Huffy. But then I worked my way into a Schwinn. Stingray? It was a Stingray, bro. Yeah. And, oh. hey, and, hey, and you just won Mike's heart, dude. Yeah. Hey, no joke, Weddle had it lowrider style, <laughs> too, bro. <laughs> yeah. That's but anyways, so, so what happens is I'm paying for these lessons. Now, my studio is about a mile away from my house. Yeah. And I had to walk there. So I would walk in my gi to karate. And the little homeboys would chase me all the way there. <laughs> and then when it was time to get out, they'd chase me all the way home. Yeah. But once you hit your yellow belt, you know, and then you get to start fighting, you get a mouthpiece, and you get to spar, and you start getting better, and you start ach achieving your belts, Yeah. you settle down. So it's not so much about the technique, it's more about just getting over that fear of fighting? What, what it is, no, it's, it's learning discipline and seeing a bigger picture. Yeah. In other words, if there's three guys before you have the discipline and see the bigger picture, you got your head down and you're just scrambling. But when you start learning something that yeah. you're being taught, then you start seeing everybody. And, and so you handle it that way. Yeah. And uh, so as I got better and stuff, then the little cholos would go like, oh, fuck it, he's cool, eh? Yeah. You know they, what I mean? Yeah, so, now, now they're so, not fucking with you. Oh, now yeah. Now, now, now when you're doing work, you're, must, you're cool. They must have <laughs> known what the belts meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so, so grew up in La Puente. Yeah. Damn. Damn. 
So how old you grew your whole life up there? Like I, until you're 18? Pretty much until I went into the military. Yeah? Yeah. So did you get in trouble as a teenager out there? That, that was my way out. Oh, I was in a lot of trouble, man, uh, because I got caught up. You know what I mean? Started smoking the cigarettes. Uh, getting drunk on Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Strawberry Hill. Old so, school. So when mom's was at her second job, we had these babysitters, Debbie and Denise, and they were 18 years old. Ooh. And uh, I can see it now. Oh, we, yeah. And everything was going on. So it grew up really fast, man. Smoking cigarettes, turning green, and drinking Boone's Farm, Strawberry Hill. Yeah. You know? And uh, so you started breaking. What, what, what uh, kind of trouble did you get into? Well, uh, depend on what drug I was doing at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And this is nothing I'm proud of. I like to say today I'm going on eight years of being sober. Yeah. And I got 30 years of being clean, man. So, yeah. 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 I hate drugs. Yeah. Really. I've seen them destroy homes, families, good people. So, yeah, I'm, I'm... kind of anti that did way. you have brothers and sisters also or just... i did it that was the problem i had two older white sisters that were beautiful oh, oh man so so these cho- these dudes used to come to the house where's your sister <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and, and no no joke man i actually had this guy go hey where's candy at and i go why because there's no dad and i'm the younger brother so I felt obligated to protect them and stuff. Yeah, growing and, we talk about that a lot, oh, dude. About man. like the, growing up in a fatherless home yeah. as a young man, dude. It's a yeah. weird dynamic, right? You, yeah, you do. You're like pushed into the lead at a young age, and man, yeah. scary. It just takes off on you, and you don't. You just wing it because you don't know. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I, nobody ever taught me how to change the oil in a car or how right. to do this. How or to do hunt? That. You know. No, listen, <laughs> I. Donnie, no joke, I've never called a man my whole life dad. I've yeah. never said dad to anyone. Yeah. And and you know what? I I remember always wishing... Finally, I got one with me, dude. Yeah. Finally. Jeez. I get made fun of for not having a dad all the time. Man, <laughs> you, you, you know how nice it would have been to hear from a man, I love you, son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. You're doing good. Yeah. But that didn't happen. But anyways, you go on. But I'll tell you this. Now that I've changed and I've had kids of my own... I made sure that I didn't repeat that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And But I've been an alcoholic, and I've been a few things, but I made sure that I gave the kids the attention, taught them something, and loved them. Yeah. So I can't tell them enough how much I love them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's what, all good. So you learned from your, you know. Yeah. What branch of military did you uh, join? Well, that's a good one. So anyways, uh, this is back in the day. You know, I got a couple years on you guys. So Ronald Reagan is coming in his first term. Damn, 84 maybe? Uh, even back before that. That was his second tour. Uh, his oh, second term. 80, 80 then. What happened was the Iranians had grabbed our 52 uh, college students from Tehran University. I don't know if you remember that. No. And Ronald Reagan... <laughs> Mario finally, he's like, yes! Yeah, Ronald Reagan comes in and he says, if I'm elected, we're going to get him. And I go, I want to go! You know, it's yeah. just that, it, that feeling of feeling patriotic, like yeah. what happened during 9-11. 9-11, everybody There was wanted. no more color. Yeah. There oh, was a was black, crazy. Mexican, white. It was a skull, get him! Yeah, I was yeah. talking about that the other day. Somebody was in here talking about the... We were watching uh, God, what was playing on YouTube, uh, like those people, Preppers. And we were watching this documentary, these crazy fucking preppers, dude. They're making gun shacks on the top of their house. They're building underground fortresses. And, oh, the people are going to eat each other alive. And and I really wonder about that, like, if the shit hit the fan and everybody was equally fucked. I think it might go the other way around. 
in every other time throughout history, right? Like when every, as long as there's not like somebody that's not fucked and somebody that is, if everybody's equally fucked, it kind of seems like everyone bands together. 9-11 was a good example. Well, even after the day after 9-11, right. remember that shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody oh, sure. was, it was nothing but love. Dude. Brotherly love. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, well you know, guys, that's why, well, get this. This is, this going to, the big eye opener. That's why our government in our second uh, amendment is under attack. Yeah. Because guess what? A lot of us are fucked all yeah. at the same time. Yeah. We're yeah. just we're just squirrels trying to get a nut. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the people, they're running around like squirrels are busy, and they just want to get that food to feed their family. They just want they want to live. Yeah. And our government is really against all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keeping and everybody so pinned against each other. If they can take your f- firearm away from you, see, remember we have that uh, to prevent from tyranny. Yeah. From our government taking over and controlling us the way they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because we have the biggest army in the world. If you look at how many people that in the United States have guns, and here's the thing, out of all those people that have guns, we have a massacre here or there because you've got nutty people. Yeah. But just think about how many guns there are, how many good people, law-abiding citizens, yep. own gun and would protect you and me in this United States of America. Yeah, didn't so, they say like in one of the mili- one of the wars that the reason they didn't they didn't even consider coming ashore in the United States was because everybody they knew that they were going to have to face or uh, face an army of yeah, everybody. They knew we were all armed. Yeah. That's why they bombed yeah. Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mario. So so you go into the military. So anyway, so so I feel really like let's go get them. Okay. So I go down to the Marine Corps. But first, but first, uh, me and uh, I have a little like a, a triple, a, a two-cycle, three-cylinder Kawasaki. Yeah. And it's a screamer, and so does my buddy. And we go up to Azusa Canyons. It was a yeah. place to hang out, smoke Damn. weed, and drink beer. We went up there, and uh, I had just gotten out of the county jail. <laughs> and I'm telling my my brother, who was my passenger, right? Yeah. And my buddy, I says, man, I got to do something. I got to get out of this town before I wreck myself. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, we just smoked one. And I yeah. go, I think I'm going to join the military. <laughs> and that got a big laugh. And so we end up taking off from there and riding down from the Azusa Canyons. And right there in Azusa on Gladstone was this big recruiters sign. Yeah. You know, Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, and all that. And I turned in there and these guys are like, what? Where are you going? And I go, come on, I'm going to go see if I can get in the military. And I went in the Marine Corps. And uh, they looked at me and uh, they said, what do you want? And I says, I want to be a Marine. And they said, sit down. And I sat down and I was stoned. And uh, they said, well, we got to ask you a few questions. And I said, go for it. They said, uh, do you have a high school diploma? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. They go, you didn't graduate high school? I said, man, I was short a few credits. They says, okay, well, what else? You been in any trouble? Well, yeah. Um, just got I, out of jail. Yeah, I just got out of jail uh, <laughs> for this. And I got something pending in Whittier, which was a possession. I had some bunk-ass weed. <laughs> bunk weed. Back in the day when they had, you know, the, 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 the lids. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had some bullshit weed, but I had a, a case of beer. And we were down in Whittier because Whittier Boulevard used to be jumping oh, off. Oh, yeah, dude. Whittier back in the day. And we're down there, and, we, and, we, and this cop pulls up on us in the park. And he ends up opening our trunk and finds the beer. 
and he's obviously a beer drinker, yeah. but he doesn't smoke bunk weed. Yeah. So he takes the beer and puts it in his patrol car yeah. and takes me to jail for bunk weed. Yeah. So so I'm Was so his name Jerry? So I still got that thing going on, but I'm so, but I'm being real with the recruiter because I want to get in. I know that I have to be real with them. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, no high school diploma. Uh, was in the county jail for what ends up they turned into a joyriding. My buddy stole a car and I was riding in a hot car. <laughs> oh, so, so I get a joyriding on that, right? And I still have to go to court for this possession of bunk weed. Yeah, and not so, even good weed. So straight, straight out, the Marine Corps guy tells me, get out of my office. Oh, he did. You'll never be a Marine. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, you might want to try the Army. Oh, damn. So guess what? I really wanted to get out of my neighborhood, and I really felt like we need to go get our Americans from these lunatic Iranians. Yeah. So I went right over to the Army, told him the same thing, and he goes, well, first we got to see if you can pass the test. So he sets me up to take the test. Now, I wasn't a dummy. Yeah. Uh, some, Some decisions I made in life made me look real stupid, Yeah. but mm-hmm. I wasn't a dummy. Yeah. So I go and I take the test, and I pass it. He says, okay, I'm going to get you in. So no joke, he goes down to the Unified School District there in La Puente, and they they type up a letter saying that I sat through 12 years of school. And then he goes with me to Whittier, the recruiter goes with me to Whittier when I have to uh, show up for this possession thing. And uh, he tells the judge, this kid is ready to go. Damn, so they, and will this, do, they will go that far? Oh, they did it back then. They wow. did it back then. And, and sure enough, he says, get him out of here. And no joke, Donnie. He, so I'm ready to go. The guy ends up, we get everything settled and stuff. He drives me to this place that used to be called the Eastland Shopping Center. It's in West Covina right off of Barranca and yeah. Citrus. And he drives me to the Eastland Shopping Center, and I'm waiting out there. And a bus picks me up and takes me to L.A. Damn. I didn't even tell my mom or my family. Holy shit. Dude, listen, I was gone for months <laughs> before they even said, they, uh, somebody's like, anybody see Ken? You know, no so, shit. You're, you're what, 18? Oh, oh, 19? Yeah, I was 19 seven, years 18? old. Just 18? hit 19 years old. Damn. And that was in um, 1981. Damn. Yeah. That's when I was born. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Son. <laughs> I'd love Dad. to have a son like you. I'd love to have a son like you. Matter of fact, I just wanted to tell you, you are doing some amazing work on Tori, brother. Oh, oh thanks, she man. is so fired up with thanks, that, man. man. And thank you so much, man. So, yeah, thank you. So, and Guy, get on his schedule and get in here and get tattooed. <laughs> so then you, how many years are you in the military? So anyway, so, I, so here's the thing. So I go... Look it, I'll go only if you guarantee I go overseas. <laughs> they go, Holy sucker, shit. that's where you're going. Because this guy's like yeah. golden opportunity. Oh, the, the well, remember, like, Hell remember yeah. at the time, the at the time, yeah. the big thing was the Cold War. Remember that with the Soviets and the United States, man. We, you know, the nuclear powers and the yeah. Cold War was a real thing. I just knew some Red Dawn shit. That's all <laughs> yeah. I knew. No, and, and this was real, man. So uh, they're like, okay, I went right. Right to overseas. Four years? I was in a three-year enlistment, so they send me over there for 18 months, and they put me right on the border. And my MOS is I'm a combat engineer. You what know? does that mean? Well, I'm a bullet dodger, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a bullet dodger, but with specialties. Yeah. That I go to demolition school. 
Oh, so nice. I'm working with C4 and Debt Cord and Time Fuse and all that stuff. And I'm That's blowing crazy, stuff dude. up, Bangler torpedoes, and yeah, it was it was interesting. It was on. It yeah. was it was it was great. The thing was, is that when I got in there, I swore to God that I would not fail. So when I went in there, and when I was in uh, boot camp, man, and I went to Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Yeah, probably the coldest place I've been to this day. I mean, it was during the winter, and I went there. And there was snow everywhere, and there was puddles that were ice over and frozen. So when we're running, our, you know, I would I would fall out, I would fall out, and I would run around the pack. And, and if I saw a puddle of frozen water, I dove in it. I was just like, just a sick guy. So I started making rank, you know. So they put me as, as a squad leader. You yeah. know, I kiss no ass, believe me. Now the crazy thing is, is your white guy growing up in a barrio right so you're not like other white people in the military yeah right the rednecks yeah yeah okay now these guys are hunters they grew up where there's a lot of white folks you know what i mean and so they treated me different and the first thing they want to say when they find out you come from california oh there ain't nothing but fruits and flakes come out of california oh yeah i'll whoop your redneck ass (laughs) you know that's real Yeah, because you're coming in with the mentality from the hood oh it was real so but so anyways so I go over there and uh, I get put right on the east-west German border, and I've got some pictures that is will it blow your mind. Oh, it's it's off the chain, man. And uh, so I get there, but the one thing that I can't ever leave behind is my upbringing, and that's what got me in trouble. You're like Puente Holmes. That's yeah. right. So so the thing is, is what got um, you in trouble? What do you mean? Well, if it was somebody getting in my face, I punched them in theirs. You yeah. know what I mean? So the Just minute the minute I would gain some rank, I would lose it. Put it this way. I went in an E1, and I got out with no rank. Not only did I do all my time honorably, but I did some of theirs. Damn. Yeah. So that... So, so what do you think it was? Like an ego coming from... Without, without having a dad, you just went in there, and, and you didn't know how to deal with conflict? Not letting anybody uh, push you around like you're some punk or something, yeah. you know what I mean? And and I realize that it's wrong now because you have structure and you have yeah. authority. But it that wasn't coming from structure. That was just coming from some jackhole yeah, yeah. That, that thought he knew better or something like that. And, and I don't, today I don't play that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but I just know that in the work uh, work environment... There's zero tolerance for violence in the yeah. workplace. Did you have you know what, I mean? did so, you have a problem with authority though? Also, when you went in? Well, my first Article 15 was because I was going to kick my first sergeant's ass, man. So yeah. I guess you did. Hmm? Well, yeah. So be, be, just because he, yeah. So I had some problems there, and what that got me was uh, the driver of my CO. I drove a, a a jeep. I got in trouble, and I was restricted to post, and I had to report to my commander every morning so he could administer um what's that shit called man when you're drunk um oh god i had it on the tip of my tongue anyways you take this and if you put cologne on or anything it makes you deathly sick abuse. oh okay yeah. so oh and Be- hit, you had to take that oh yeah it was a it was administered by my company commander so so booze was your kryptonite booze just like my that's dad. crazy dude because i like couldn't that. even picture you being violent uh, or like hmm. acting like an asshole or anything yeah. Ken is like the dude that you go somewhere with, the fucking nicest dude ever. Like you, yeah. go, you go to a restaurant with, with Uncle Ken and you're like, you're going to be friends with everybody there. You've never met a stranger, dude. I've never yeah. seen anybody like, 
I've never well, seen anybody like you. Well, but Donnie, the thing is, is I was still that way. In in other words, like some of the big bar brawls I got into, um, normally you have an a-hole that goes to the bar that wants to fight. You know, he's yeah. like that dude, like I'm looking to kick somebody's butt. And I was always the guy like, hey, get Mike a beer and get Joe over there a beer. And hey, what's up? And, and the happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. And then that guy that came in that wanted to beat somebody up goes, oh, that guy's my target because he's looks like he's easy. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's ever been in a fight. Yeah. And so mo- the majority of my fights were, when it came down, I said, hey, man, just kick back. Let's just have a yeah, good time. Yeah, that's crazy. So you, yeah. you, you kind of have, I grew up with a guy like that. Yeah. He was a fucking shit magnet. Remember when we went to, oh God, where did we, we were at some kind of a concert. Yeah. That old man when I called yes. him a Buffalo soldier. Yes. Dude, and he was dressed in a Buffalo he soldier getup. This guy was old as shit. Yeah. Dude. Black guy, big old guy, but he was old. No. Like old. And, and, and no, Ken's not a small dude. No, but no joke. I was like, man, whew, that could have been ugly. Getting my ass kicked by a 70 year old <laughs> or, or even worse. And here's the thing. Or beating him he up. He was a black guy and older. So if I beat him up, how am I going to look? No, but no. he was, you know, dude, yeah. it was crazy. He walked yeah. through and Ken just said, hey, Buffalo soldier. He was dressed up in that regalia or whatever. And the guy just and the boom guy, in my chest. He and shoulder like, ch- punched yeah. him. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. And I went. I, I mean, you I could said, tell he was, that. you tell that dude in his day was a problem, bro. Oh, no joke. And no I don't joke. think he meant it. I think he misheard what you were saying. Yeah. And, he, and he misinterpreted it and he walked off. But I was like, God damn, what a dick. No, he was real quick. He just and thought he that knew. he'd probably been fucked See, with a lot. I didn't know that that would be offensive to him because. I don't it, think it was. I don't think that, he heard you. Yeah, so I just go, and, and we were grooving, having yeah, a good yeah. time. Remember that? Had they, they had that uh, tr- Tom Petty tribute band. Oh, dude, I'm out there awesome. dancing, man, and like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was just a good vibe. It was a, good it was a cover band festival, dude. Yeah, 17 and bands played the out The best there. one I saw, dude, was, um, oh, God, ACDC. Oh, yeah. These dudes, bro. I mean, it looked exactly like ACDC. Damn, The dude. fucking, I mean, exactly it was crazy. I, you, you, they could have they could have passed for yeah. them. Do you remember the Rolling Stones tribute band? I don't know. These guys were haggard and they <laughs> sucked. So there was a couple of the bands that you just were like, why? All right. <laughs> but, so back to the military, dude. So what happened? How did you get in trouble? So so anyways, so um, a lot of the stuff was like trying to tell somebody just to relax and stuff, and yeah. they wanted to push it. So then they got chin checked, and, yeah. and it went off. And so one of the times that I got. The first time that I had to go through an Article 32 hearing, What's and that? that's that's huge. That's when yeah. you, it's a trial. Yeah. It's a big trial. Is there were some places downtown Germany that were off limits to us. You know, we just weren't allowed to go there. And me and this guy from Pacoma, from uh, Pacoima, good guy, John John Bennett. <clears throat> you weren't having that, huh? We, we went to this club. We were having a good time. And uh, it turns into a big mess. And I get stabbed. I get stabbed by this guy trying to hit me in the neck with a broken glass, and I catch it. You in got my gutted hand. pretty good, didn't you? <clears throat> well, that's that's another stabbing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> the thing is, there's some cowards out there. So even today, like you know, when that guy pulls up with on you and he's like, uh, uh, and you're like, oh, okay, so and you got a tiny. He's yeah. always tiny. Yeah. Oh, you got a gun in your car, don't you, yeah, big guy? Yeah. You know, because people that you know, there's a bunch of cowards out there. Yeah. You know, it's like when I the the good stabbing that I lost intestines and stuff and had two major abdominal surgeries. Yeah. There was three guys. Did they really have to stab me? Yeah. You know, the first one I just straight knocked out. And the second one was giving me a battle. The third guy comes running from nowhere. Check, 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 check. And it starts hitting me. And that was so, when you were in the military too? Yeah, yeah. And that's where I made my mistake. And that's where the ghetto 
in the way I grew up. So how up, did you end up getting stabbed that night? So anyways, um, you'll like this. I already cleared the post on an honorable discharge. Yeah. I serve my country, and all I have to do is Monday pick up my last check and go to the airport, and I'm home an honorably discharged yeah. soldier. And so some of my buddies in my platoon, they say, hey, bro, let's go out, man. Let's go have some drinks and stuff like that on a Friday night. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we go out and we're drinking them up and stuff. And I'm like, they want to hang out all night. I go, you know what? I'm going to head back to the base. I'm going to head back. They go, no, just keep back. No, I'm going to just head back, get some sleep. I made the mistake of taking off by myself. And this was in Fort Knox, Kentucky. And it was racially heated, bro. I mean... That's one thing in the military that you can get some real... Well, back then in my... You know, I'm talking about in the 80s, early 80s. Yeah. There, there was some racial shit going on. But so, so anyways, I go back by myself and I'm walking and these guys go like, hey, man, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what? And I'm, I got a good buzz on. And he goes, hey, man, you got a light? And I'm like, yeah, man. So I come on over and I go to give him my lighter. And he goes, no, I didn't ask for light. I said, your mom's, you know... And I'm like, whoa, really? Oh Bam. So I just pop him. And he goes down and the other guy starts battling with me. Well, the third guy I didn't see. So I'm just getting it on with this dude. And then the third guy came and just started hitting me. So, Damn, dude. Yeah. So are you, I, do you have, are you all scarred up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got a big, I got that big uh, Frankenstein scar that goes. Let me from, see, dude. I got to see this. Well, you, Holy shit. you covered it up with yeah, a tattoo. Thank you. That's the one. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah, and the stab wounds are all back here. Because he hit me from behind like a coward. And so he hits you, you drop. Did you know you run no, off? No, I don't drop. What I do is I grab this fool to use him as a shield. Oh, so you knew you were getting stabbed. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. right away, man. But boom. And, and I get hit. So I grab this dude and I'm fighting until I'm pumping blood, dude. So I get lightheaded and I fall out and these guys run off. Ugh. So these. You think you're dead? No, 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 because I now in the military, you learn to apply direct pressure to your wounds. Yeah. So, so I'm hit here, and it was laid open two and three-quarter inches because when you get hit, you know, it stretches yeah. and stuff <sighs> like that. And like I said, I'm fighting until what happens? I start losing consciousness because I'm losing blood. Yeah. So I hit the ground, and I'm starting to, you know, putting direct pressure on these wounds. And some people come over and they go, man, hey, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, man. Just call me an ambulance. And I lift up my shirt and this guy goes, oh, dude, you got a hole in you like that and you're bleeding all over the place. I look up at him and I say, hey, man, I'll be okay. Just get me an ambulance. So the ambulance comes and they start putting an IV in my arm and they're working on me and this stuff. And I had some brand new jeans. I just bought. Like, take the, don't rip the pants. That's what I told him. I said, Mike totally I said, gets that please. one. Yeah, don't rip the pants. I go, don't, please don't. Yeah. They yeah. cut my pants Scissors. off. The next thing I remember, I'm in this cold surgical room getting ready to go in for emergency surgery. And the doctor comes in. And from my right side, I'm laying down. He's on my right side. He reaches over and sticks two fingers in my wound, knuckle deep. Does he know you're awake? Well, I'm no, I'm I'm awake at this time, you know, because it's cold. It's cold in this room, because yeah. you know, so no bacteria, and I'm butt naked, 
and I got IVs in me and all kinds of other stuff. They're hooked up. And the doctor comes in. He wants to make sure there's no foreign objects in my body because he doesn't know really what happened. Shot or what? Yeah. So he he goes knuckle deep in my wound, and I just come up off the table and turn and start vomiting all over his shoes. Because of the pain. Yeah. And this fool, he's, he's pro- got new shoes on, so he's tap dancing like, oh, you're throwing up on my <laughs> shoe, and he's got his fingers in me. He's like, oops, I thought that was your butt. And and you know what happens? I pass out. I knock out. Oh, from I, the pain. Oh, I knock out. Damn. Seven days later, I wake up in intensive care. I you're got, in a coma for seven days? I, no, no, but you're in yeah. intensive care. No, I am in a coma. It's called morphine coma. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And so what happens is uh, I wake up and I got tubes everywhere, bro. I mean, oh, you know, in the penis. I got them in both arms. I've got them in my neck, into my heart. And this nurse is pulling this Band-Aid off me, this huge Band-Aid, because she wants to check it out and stuff like that. And I remember just looking up at her and saying, did I get hurt? And she says, yeah, but you're going to be okay, honey. And she pulled that Band-Aid off, and I saw all these staples, man. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, shit. Yeah. And then some staples over here. I'm like, whoa, what happened? She goes, you got stabbed. I'm like, wow. So seven days had went by, you know. And Damn. Uh, so. Are so, there any family there with you yet? No. Th- never once did anybody come see me. Wow. Oh, yeah. Dude. See, because I don't have a family like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy, and, man. So, but but anyways, where I went where I went sideways is so I'm in the hospital for like w- way over thirty days for that one. You know what I mean? So uh, it was some serious shit. You were on, oh, yeah, dude. oh yeah. When they finally put me up on a floor, my buddies that I went out with that night they come up to see me, and I remember right before they came to visit me, they hit me up with some Demerol. See, they were hitting me up with morphine around the clock at twelve, three, six. You know, I was yeah. out of it forever. And then when I went up on the floor, they put me up on the fifth floor. They were using Demerol. So before I got the visit, they hit me up on, in the hip with some Demerol. <laughs> Excuse me. How old are you and at this time? I'm 23 years old. 23? Yeah. And so what happens is uh, these guys come in, and I remember looking at them, you know, it's like a guy that's smacked out. I'm like, uh, and yeah. They're looking at me, and you could just see, like, horror on their faces. Like, oh, bro, damn, man. I can't believe that happened to you. So the guys are starting to tell me, like, we're going to get that guy. If we find him, we're going to get him. And I'm nodding my head, right? Yeah. Which uh, later out plays in my trial as a conspiracy. Because the dude that hit me, he paid. Yeah. He paid, brother. And um, let me just say this, that it's never right, but the taste of revenge is so sweet when, when it's dealt yeah. To somebody that needs to be dealt revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's something you'll never forget. So what happened? In other words... So like, how long were you in the hospital? In other words, you could shoot somebody across the street and not fill it. But when you're running metal in them and filling it hit bone and stuff, whew, you'll never forget that. So it, it just... So anyways, uh, what happens is when the dude gets hit, right? So my buddies are like, when we see him, blah, 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 blah. And I get out of the hospital, so I fly home. My family wants to see me. They hear what happens, stuff like yeah. that. So I'm home. And I've lost all this weight. And I look, I, I was going to bring some pictures, man. Blow your mind. I'll show you them one day. And so now, instead of being, I should have been home honorably discharged, the military calls me at my house and says, if you don't get back here, you're going to be AWOL. What the hell? Yeah. 
because they extended me for the good of the service because I should have been out discharged honorably. Oh, so but you thought I'm, you were done. I'm laid up in the hospital in in oh, so they intensive didn't get their care. Time. I'm in intensive care. So uh, they what they do is they extend me for the good of the service. But you, you didn't know this. No. No. No, I didn't know that. So as soon as you get stabbed, your time stops. It's paused. And then when you get back to work, it starts over. Or exactly. it starts again. Exactly. So okay. what so what happens is I go home on the sleeve and they call me up and say, you need to get back. And I'm pissed. Because they're talking about me being AWOL and stuff like that. So I have to fly back there. And I get back there. And this guy has been located. And he thinks it's funny. And he's bragging about it. But he's never arrested and confined. How come? Is he in the military too? He's a military guy. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. So that's how you guys were able to find Find out out who who it was. was. Yeah, yeah. So check this out. So we decide, me and my buddies, that um, we're going to go back to the place that I went that night. And just see if he's there. What are you thinking at that point? Like, why would you do that? Because I want to... Because you're just a knucklehead. Because here's the thing. Revenge. An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Because that's the way I grew up. Yeah, when yeah. You, when you beat me up, I'll come back. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to forget... Remember I said the crazy white guy in the group? But that's a problem. I'm much calmer and settled now because guess what? I couldn't what? even picture you like that, dude. It's dude, crazy. Let me tell you something. I went from being honorably discharged where I could have got a house with a VA and got all that stuff. And plus, all my injuries would have been covered. Blah, blah. I lost everything. So you gave it up. But yeah. let me tell you something about honor, homeboy. For oh, real. Oh, yeah. I, okay, let me wait, tell you wait, about honor, man. Wait till we get there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a great part of the story. But so you, you and your buddies f- decide to go to a place where you know he is. Yes. We go to the nightclub and uh, they see him. They go, that's dude right there. I go, that's him. See, oh, I so didn't, you didn't even know him. No. You had never seen him or nothing? No. Because oh, he hit you. That's right. Yeah. And they go, that's the dude right there. I go, that's him. And I go like this. Well, so what I didn't tell them is like, and when they came to my room, they go, we're going to get him. They were just going to give him an ass whooping. Nobody's going to stab him or nothing like that. Yeah. You know, they're just going to kick his ass for what he did to their friend. Yeah. yeah. And, and like I says, the conspiracy was... The nod. The nod. Okay, you feeling me? Yeah. yeah. So what happens is... In um, the hospital bed. In the hospital bed after being hit up with yeah, Demerol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm out of it, and I give them a nod because they're... So anyways, so we're going to the club, and I go get me a butterfly knife. <laughs> yeah. But, but... Because I come from the streets, and stitches, uh, snitches get stitches. <laughs> I'm not telling on myself, right? So yeah. I don't tell any of my buddies that say when they see him, they're gonna knuckle him up. What I'm gonna do? And so they see the guy, and he leaves, and he goes in the parking lot, and he's with these two chicks, and he's leaning on the car like he's some cool dude, and the girls are next to him and everything. And there's a van parked next to the car he's leaning on, and my four buddies come walking around. And I told them, they go, we're going to go get him right now. We're going to go kick his ass. I said, okay, guys, I'll be waiting here. So they started walking, and they walk around the van to the guy. I'm up right behind him with my butterfly knife out. This is badass right Check now. this out. So they go up to dude with the two chicks right there. They go, hey, man, you're the a-hole that stabbed my partner. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I start hitting him, bro. So my buddies. You're trying that- to kill him? No, I didn't want to kill the guy, but I wanted him to pay. Yeah. Because I went through a lot of shit. I didn't even not. tell you when they were going to put a shit bag on me. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's the only time through the whole ordeal that I cried crocodile tears. Yeah. I'm like, I'm 23 and I'm going to be shitting out of my side. Yeah. So anyways, they got their backs to me, my friends. And they're 
they're telling dude some shit, and you can see like, oh no, no, and I just start gutting him. Bap, 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 bap. Damn. So dude. dude's getting hit by me. And so when he's getting hit, he just starts to run to try to take off. They tackle him and start beating him up. Because they think you're just punching him. No, they don't even know. Yeah. yeah. They don't even know because it's going so fast. They're like, hey, and I'm hitting him and everything's so fast. They didn't even know I was there. Damn. So, so I hit the dude. He tries to run off. They tackle him. They're beating his ass. And I go through the field. I ditch the knife. I get back to my barracks. I take all my clothes off down to my chonies, mess my hair up like I'm sleeping. Fuck. Two of the guys out of the four get caught there by the MPs, and they take them right to jail. Dude stabbed up. He's going to the hospital emergency surgery. So the two guys that got caught, the CID, the MPI, and all that stuff, MPs are telling them, what, what, one of you guys stabbed him? Which like, one stabbed him? The They're like, I didn't, no, I didn't. I didn't do it. He must have did it. He must have did it. Oh. See, that's what saved me. I never told any of those guys because they could have said, no, he did it. Now, I'm back in my room. Before dude's going in for his emergency surgery, the detectives or the CID, MPI guys uh, are saying, do you know who might have done this? That's when he tells on himself and says, I stabbed a dude a couple months back. It might be him. Dude, they came to my the barracks. Victim, the victim. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the guy. They came to my barracks and kicked my doors in and had 45s on my head, bro. And I'm like, what the, f you know, like, what's going on? They go, blah, 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 blah. They get me up. From that day on, I'm confined. Damn, dude. They go to my company commander, and he signs a confinement order because now they're seeing there's retaliation, what's going on, and they put me in confinement. I never see the light of day. Yeah. You're basically convicted already. <laughs> yeah. Now, here's where the honor part comes in. So they got me on a premeditated attempted murder. They I, know it's you? Because of the well, nod. No, no, they don't know anything, but the dude that got stuck says, maybe it's him. Yeah. So they come after me because I'm the one that he's But they stuck. don't have any evidence. They don't have nothing yet, but they're gathering information and doing their investigation, and they got these guys that are saying, he did it, he did it, I didn't do it, blah, blah, blah. So what happens is I get an attorney. It's a, it's a military attorney, yeah. right? And he's coming in, he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. So I'm so this trial's going on, and they say that they want to bring me to the hospital for him, the guy to identify me, and my attorney goes, uh-uh. They actually bring me to the hospital shackled and everything. So I got the chains on my feet and I'm cuffed to my waist and stuff, and I'm just sitting there waiting, and the, my attorney blocks that. Says no way you can't. He's got to testify what he thinks, not yeah. look at a guy and go, that's him. Yeah. So so they block that. So that's all good. I go back and that that's all. And so this trial keeps going on. And now they have me in a room and they're talking to me and they have witnesses. And I'm going to just get down to the end of it because it, it, this drags on. It's called an Article 32B hearing. Yeah. It's a court martial. Yeah. It's a military court martial. It's no joke. Yeah. And the scariest that I was is that I thought if anybody saw me, it was those two girls because I came face to face with them. And they brought these girls, and they had two of the guys, these kids that they had busted, that tackled him, were beating them up. Yeah. yeah, they had them there too. So they have these girls, and they go, "Okay, uh, is there? Can you see the guy that you believe to be the attacker of, blah 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 blah?" And uh, they asked me to stand up. So I get up all slow, 
you know, because, you know, I just had yeah. my guts all ripped out and stuff. And I get up all slow and they're like, yeah, they point to this young blonde kid. They go, I think it was that guy right there. And I was like, whoa. So they're doing some stuff and more, more testimony and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. So I go back to my cell. And some days go by, and all this stuff is going on. So now they confine him, right? Damn. And this is all pre-trial confinement. So I'm not even in with the, pu- with the public. I'm like PC'd up, you yeah. know what I mean? I can't be with people that are already convicted and tried or that are going to now uh, uh, Fort Leonard Wood Penitentiary. You know what I'm ah. saying? Oh, no, it's no joke, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is... Uh, Dude, I sit in my cell. And first of all, let me say this about getting back to, like, you could shoot somebody. Uh, The first couple nights after that happened, I would just wake up like, ah, because it's horrifying. You know what I mean? You're just thinking about it. Well, when when you hit a human body with something like that, you're angry. And it's very personal. Yeah. So anyways... What happens is, so then uh, my attorney comes to me. He goes, hey, man, check this out. They're not going with that on you anymore. You've been let off. They're going after that kid. And I'm like, wow. They go, he says, but what you got to be careful about is they can try to get you on five years for conspiracy that that I conspired with that kid to do it. Oh, okay. Because what came out in the trial, all this trial was the nod and, oh, we're going to yeah. get them and stuff. Yeah. And so there's a, they, so they have a conspiracy, a possible conspiracy. And um, he tells me all that and then he leaves and I sit in my cell and I tell myself, if there's any honor in me at all, I can't let that happen to that kid. Mm-hmm. Now, I could have still got my honorable discharge because even my attorney said, look it, we're going to prove that the nurse just hit you up with Demerol. You were out of it, so you could be nodding to anything. They could have been telling you, hey, how you feeling? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, did you poop your pants? Uh-huh. Anything. Yeah. You know, I could have said anything. So he goes, that conspiracy that they might try to push yeah. ain't okay. going nowhere. So he's telling me, my attorney's telling me, dude, you're going to walk on this. What I'm telling myself is for me to walk on this, I'm going to ruin some kid's life that just wanted to beat somebody up that hurt his drinking buddy. Yeah. And I couldn't deal with that, man. So what happens is uh, I summons my lawyer a couple days after I'm just just stewing in this. I summons my lawyer to come back to my cell. And I said, Captain Taylor, I've got something I need to say. And I says, um, he didn't do it. He was just a kid that wanted to beat somebody up that hurt his drinking buddy. I go, we're friends, man. We went out in the field together. We are soldiers together. We like each other. Uh, and uh, I can't let that happen to him. He goes, well, what are you talking about? I said, I did it. Blew his mind. Blew his mind. He goes, no way. I said, yeah, man, I did it. And here's how it happened. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, Damn, I blew his mind. But guess what? I, here's the deal. I'm going to wrap this up real because it can go on forever. But, but here's the real deal. Never. I've never heard of anybody that confesses to stabbing somebody. Get out 
with time served and get out with an other than honorable discharge. So they didn't give me a dishonorable discharge, a bad conduct discharge, which is the worst that you can get. And the reason why they didn't give me that, because here's what they told me. What you did, Olson, private Olson, is very honorable. So I got to hell my head up high, a man of great honor. I lost everything. I, that whole tour I did in the service and everything I went through there, I lost it all. Didn't get to buy a house with a VA loan. Uh, didn't get, don't get to be buried at a military cemetery. Yeah. Everything that I signed for, I had lost, but I gained great honor. So how'd you get out? So they says, okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to offer you because what you did, because you probably wouldn't have been found guilty and you would have been discharged honorably. We are going to let you out with time served, but you're going to lose your benefits and we're going to discharge you on an OTH other than honorable. And then what happened to the other guy? The other guy, he ends up getting in trouble for just being a fighter, you know, for beating what up. What about somebody. the guy that got stabbed, that stabbed you? After when, once I left, I didn't care what happened to him. I don't know what happened to him, but I know that. Put it this way: Oh, in the testimony, right? Because they're now the testimony about the stab wounds and what happened in the house. I mean, this this drags on, bro. This is a long. I made it real short for tonight, but it's dragging on with lots of testimony and witnesses and what somebody thought, what somebody you know. What was the time served? How long? Uh, I did just over three months. Mm -hmm. Just over three months. Yeah. And uh, so the thing is, is um, uh, I just got to get out. And but when they were talking about him, they said that his intestines were hanging out. That was kind of weird. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I ripped him. So you lost some intestines and he lost some. intestines. Yeah. So it was like, you know, like an eye for an eye thing. But, yeah. you know, you're 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 government property. Yeah. You know what I mean, so and I, I don't know what happened to him. And and uh, I, I got out. And so I came home. And I came back to La Puente, and I had a big, good friend of mine from the streets. They call him Gordo, and he's a white boy, too. He's one of the biggest white boys in La Puente. Yeah. Speaks fluent Spanish, and is a big shot. Yeah. So, and he's been in and out of every institution. So when he hears what I did, I'm walking down the street, and he ran the body shop in Chino Prison, right? Yeah. He goes, hey, man, hey, Kenny, come here. So I go on over there. He goes, oh, man. He's like... He goes, man, tell me how you did it, man. He goes, I heard, I heard. And then he told me how he was hitting guys and stuff right through his jacket. And he was like crazy. He goes, hey, want a job? And that was my first job. Sanding cars, <laughs> taping them off, masking them. And, and so I worked at a body shop. So when did you get, like, when did you turn your life around? Dude? You were, did you come out a different, did that experience like change your whole trajectory? No, because that's when cocaine hit the streets, man. Yeah. And then that was crazy. Because I got in that mix, and then I just got in more trouble. And, you know, so it, it was just, the thing is, is that with, without God, look, it's all about parenting, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about yeah. parenting. But most importantly, get away from the blame game. See, I could have blamed all that on the cowboy that left. Yeah. But guess what? I brought that on myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So own own Don, it. Donnie blames it all on the cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric. <laughs> He's filling in. Tonight. No, well, listen, I, Donnie shared with me a few things, and I go, Donnie, you're a big man. 
You're a big man. And guess what? When Donnie shared that with me, I wanted to fuck his dad up. No joke. No joke. I go, Donnie, I'll take him out right now, man. Like, Don, fuck Don, him. Don, Donnie knows he can't share that with me because I'll just start crying, dude. No. I'm no help. Yeah, yeah so, so that was my, my military thing. But, but That's listen, crazy, I, I was happy to have served, but anymore nowadays, the things we shared about earlier, yeah. you know, uh, I'm like, Wow, we are definitely the puppets of the big mighty government yeah. that has their hands in everything. <laughs> you know. So you go from that to being a Santa Claus at your kid's school, and he, uh, he does the Spanish Santa Claus. Yeah, it's all good. Here's the thing. <laughs> well, now, now, dude, here's, a fucking sweetheart, dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at here's the thing because I knew that I was better than any of that. I just had to get my head right. You know what I mean? I had to figure it out, and I didn't want to play the blame game, and I didn't want to get caught up. So do you think coming from, like, the abusive childhood, because your dad was a scary dude, right? Oh, man. L let me tell you something. Tell me about the puppy, dude. Oh, this is crazy, man. So what happens is uh, my dad's a deputy sheriff, and he's an alcoholic. He's a womanizer, and he's one of those guys that when you're in handcuffs, he'll beat your ass. You know what I mean? Uh, and so what like happens... Mario. So what happens is, uh, <laughs> what, what happened, in, and the reason why, guys, I got to get back to why I used to fight so much is because all the kids, kids will be kids. So when kids would be walking home after school, because we lived right, the school was right behind my house yeah. that I went to, the chain link fence. So kids used to walk home from school and there'd be pops beating my mom's ass like a man. My mom was wearing black eyes. Look at, one time they called all of us kids in the office. They said, hey, you guys need to come in the office. Don't go home. They had the house surrounded. My, my dad was holding my mom hostage, shot up the house and stuff. And here's the craziest thing. Back then, deputies were so protected, bro. They did not Even lose their that job. Kind of shit? Oh, yeah. He, listen, shot up the house, crashed cars, was just a stone drunk, and never lost his job. He got some disciplinary action, you know, like they'd put him on a desk or whatever, mm. whatever, but never lost his job. So anyways... So kids, when they would see that, would go. To, I'd go to school and wearing hand-me-downs, bro. I like. I wanted to bring some pictures of me in some jacked-up clothes, like you know, and chipped teeth. Yeah. I never got to go to the dentist. I got my teeth knocked out. Okay, so I had chipped teeth. But anyways, uh, so kids being kids would go like that. Family, they're crazy, man. Their yeah. dad kicks their mom's ass and blah, blah 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 blah. So I'd fight over that. And the funny thing is, is I got I got suspended. In elementary school, so many times for fighting, my mom said, don't fight no more. Get your ass home and fight here. So no joke, it'd be a mob of kids just walking through the field because some new kid from wherever he came from, Big Hazard, Arizona, oh, Maravilla. you guys to fight. Yeah. yeah. So just fight at home. Time and, you and, get suspended. And listen, no joke, these kids that were being relocated to Baldwin Park, Isabolin, El Monte Flores, La Puente, Bassett, uh, they were from gangs like... Arizona Maravilla, Rock Maravilla, all these, uh, you know, all these gangs. And they were little hard asses, man. So they're like, F this white boy. So I knew I couldn't fight at school because, and that's when you could get paddled by the principal. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. I, I used, oh, listen. I remember those days. Oh, getting spanked by, and his name was Mr. Hardcastle. And he <laughs> had that paddle and stuff. But anyways, so my mom goes, hey, just get home. So when a kid wanted to fight me, I go, all right, let's go. We'd walk through with a mob of kids following, and my house was right on the corner, and I'd go up to the door, and I'd go, mom, this kid wants to fight me. She said, okay. Kids were lined up around the, rod iron, the, around the, around the chain link fence. That's free UFC. And my mom would come out and tell the kid, are you sure you want to fight him? And the kid's like, yeah, fuck it. 
And you know, you can't lose in front of your mom. Yeah. And so, oh man, so boom, 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 boom. And I'd be fighting at the house. Well, anyways, getting back to the dad story. So the kid's teasing because the dad is in the, we're a mess. We're like that yeah. family that's just, whoa. And so uh, my dad had did something really horrible. So to, to be the nice guy, to get us back in his favor before he left, he bought us a little puppy. And we named the puppy Phoebe. So we used to run home after school, man. We all went to the same school because my, my sister, we were all a year apart. Yeah. So we ran home to play with our new puppy. We were stoked, man. We were happy we had something. We had a puppy. I had and a turtle. You had a turtle? <laughs> we had turtles. We got the most of our animals at 4th of July. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? 4th of July, there'd be something on the porch. We go, all right, we're taking you. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyways, so we get this puppy and we're out on the back the backyard where there's a chain link fence where kids are coming home from school. And my dad comes out, and he always had a gun on him, always had a gun, and always drinking his original cores. So he comes out there, and his kids are petting the dog, and we're all excited and stuff. And he says, Phoebe, come here. And he yells at the dog. Well, the dog with that voice just gets scared and just waggling his tail and stuff like that. And he goes, if that dog doesn't come here, I'm going to shoot him. And my, my sister, my oldest sister, Candy, she's like, no, Dad, Dad, please, Dad, don't. And she's begging him. And he called the dog again, and it didn't come. And he pulled out his gun, and bam, shot the dog. God damn. <laughs> shit. Shot the dog right through his, his nose, right? Ugh. And the dog's running around, ah, nah, 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 bleeding. The kids that see all that, like, I told you they were crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, we got, so I got more of the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he oh. does that. He ends up scooping the dog up, taking it to the vet. They put the dog down because he killed it. But all that Fuck. stuff he did, he's never lost his, he never lost his job or anything like that. The, the only thing I want to tell you about that cowboy is that when I got out of the military, my grandmother, his mom, said to me, she says, for me, your dad's been asking about you. He says... How old are you at this point? I'm 23, 24 oh, okay, years old. Yeah. It's after the military. Yeah, I'm 23, 24 years old. And she says, would you, would you see your dad for me? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. Like I said, he gave me a name, but there was never a $5 bill. In a and here's the thing. He could never forget my birthday. Why? Same day as his. Same day. Damn. Same day. So when he had a birthday, he had a li this little bastard child that had a birthday too, but I never got a $5 bill. Okay? So I decide that I'm going to meet up with him. But what he wants me to do, because now he's trying to justify his madness. And he says, I want to take you on a ride along in East L.A. And this is the early 80s. And it's a killing field, brother. So I go to the station, man, and I get in there. And these cops are the funniest guys in the world. Quick-witted. I mean, the station. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I like this. Now, policy said I couldn't ride in his car, so I rode with his buddies. Yeah. I saw two brutal homicides the first time I went, man. I'm like, fuck, this is what happens. And all the shit that was going on, I'm like, no wonder you guys drink. Yeah. And so later, after their shift was over, like early in the morning, they go to the cop bar and drink. And they're all getting smashed and hammered. They don't have any rules, bro. No rules at all. And he's trying to tell me, like, this is what I deal with every day. He goes... But what you probably didn't see is the children, the kids that are 
put in microwave ovens and cooked because their parents were on PCP and stuff like that. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, how do you deal with that? Through the bottle. So he's trying to tell me, hey, I'm sorry and blah, blah, blah. And then he says this to me. He says, so go ahead, punch me. Now, I'm minus getting stabbed, I'm pretty much in better shape than him. Yeah. And full of hate for him. And he says, punch me. And I can't. Instead, I say, you know what? You've never been a father to me. I says, if you want to start being friends from here on out, I'll give that a go. No, go ahead, hit me. I'm not going to hit you. And I didn't. He then later retires as a deputy sheriff and gets really sick because a lot of deputies do, a lot of law enforcement. Those jobs, dude, let me tell you something. I got a lot of praise for law enforcement, okay? I've got some great friends that are law enforcement. My son's name is on the plaque of a fallen, fallen hero, and yeah. you know it. Yeah. You know it. I paid money. I knew him, and he was gunned down and murdered, and he was protecting our community, and he served his country in Afghanistan, he was killed. Ryan Bonaminio, okay? Anyways, he gets sick, man, because, you know, you go from, listen, when we were rolling on car, on, on shots called, fired, you know, uh, in, I was in the back of the patrol car and uh, shots fired. Dude, they did not slow down for red lights or nothing, and yeah. I'm in the back seat like, slow down! <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I oh, was on man. mine, dude. I, it exactly. Was, it was crazy. And that, that that's how they roll. Yeah, They're rolling go, like that. Go. Yeah. And a lot of them, when they retire, they either eat the bullet, bro, which is sad, or they get some kind of cancer and die. Well, he gets cancer. They end up removing his throat. He's talking out of that thing. And he dies. But before he died, I went there to his hospital bed and I forgave him. And Donnie, I hope this for you, my friend, because like I told you, I wanted to beat your dad's ass because yeah. nobody should be put through that and shame on him. Yeah. But let me tell you what a blessing it was for me to be able to forgive someone like him for what he put my sisters and my brother and myself through. And when I forgave him, I was free. You really felt the difference? Oh, man, you would not believe. And then he died and I buried him. And that was the end of that chapter, man. For real. That's crazy. And so everything that's happened to me and I did, I didn't blame him for it. I owned it because I'm my own asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Damn, that's heavy shit. That was heavy shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On a lighter note. <laughs> did, you eat a, did you eat a cookie? Oh, dude. <laughs> What's that like? What's that really like? It's fucking... Be- because like I was, I was sharing with you, and I don't mean to cut you off, uh, in my day, it was they called them lids, four fingers lids, and it was just leaves. And then the weed got better. And, you know, and that was all good. But I hear the stuff is so crazy today yeah. that I would lose my mind. Dude, it's so how did you get... The, so, wait, how did you even come up on a cookie? I, dude, okay, I'm selling this bike on... Uh, Fucking um, offer up, right? Yeah. My buddy calls me. He's older, gentleman, Latino, hardcore accent, right? He's like, hey, you got a, you got a beach cruiser on the, for sale, the red bike? And I'm like, no. And he goes, my, yeah, you got one. I remember. I go, oh, shit, yeah, I do. 
He's like, my son wants it, man. How much you give it to me for? I go, I'll tell you what, just come over here and uh, I'll give it to you. And then you paint one of my other bikes because he's the painter. So, oh. so he gets over there and we start talking. Then he's, we're talking about everything. And then he starts, he goes, man, last week I had a bump on the back of my head. And I pushed it, pushed, and I rubbed it, and I got it back in my shoulder. I'm like, what? <laughs> Fuck you, move bumps like that, dude. And I don't sound right. I go, did you go to the doctors? He's like, yeah, I went to the doctor. It says just like, it's not cancer, just a little growth. Yeah. Like, but he anyways, it back into his so shoulder. he's telling me all this shit. I'm just looking. I'm like, that's weird. He goes, but then when I push it down there, it started hurting. And he goes, my, my buddy came over and goes, eat a cookie. <laughs> and I'm looking at him like, what the fuck, a cookie? And he goes, dude, I ate a cookie and my head just went down. I, I, I don't understand him. Yeah. I'm like, wait, time out. Back up, dude. What do you mean you eat a cookie, dude? Like, you, you're a diabetic or something? What the fuck? Yeah. He goes, no, a cookie. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, dude, I don't know what you're fucking, t- what kind of cookie? What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. He goes, the marijuana cookie. I'm like, oh, you had one? He goes, yeah, and I couldn't move. He's telling me about it, right? Yeah. I go, how'd you get a cookie, dude? I went in one of those marijuana places with the green crosses, right? And I go, I've never been in one of those places yeah. ever, dude. I'm too scared to go in. I just I just want to look around, dude. Yeah. He goes, there's one right down the street. Let's go right now. I'm on now? He's like, come on, you ain't doing shit. This was Saturday, right? Yeah. I go around there, and I just want to look. Yeah. So I fill out all the proper paperwork, and I'll, I'm shocked because the last time I even seen weed, it was illegal, dude. Yeah. Like, it was... Back in my 20s, right? Yeah. I've been out of it so long. <laughs> and I here I am in this place, and there's fucking weed just out on counters, dude. Just everywhere. And they're talking about them, the different people. Yeah, this one. I'm just like, this is weird. So I'm looking around. I'm like, where are these cookies at? And I'm looking at all these cookies, dude. I see one. Red velvet. <laughs> it has frosting on it and everything, dude. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> so I'm asking the guy, hey, what's up with these cookies, dude? Oh, yeah, this and that. And... I, you know, I, I got to remember, man, these guys around it all day. They probably yeah. eat it every fucking day. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, dude, you don't get paranoid. He's just talking all good and shit. I'm all, well, what level are these cookies, man? Like, he goes, there's this one. There's this $50. This is 50, like $8. This one's 25 And this, I'm all, well, give me the middle one, dude. Yeah. $25 one. Fuck it. So I take it home. And he doesn't give me instructions. There ain't no instructions <laughs> on the fucking box. It just says, keep refrigerated, dude. So I'm like... And it doesn't right. come with milk. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, today's not the day for it, but I'll keep it refrigerated, right? Does I open the fridge, and I'm like... I start reading the box more. I go, well, let's see what the packet... I open it up. I'm like, oh, Ziploc. I just smell it. Yeah. I unzipped it, and you can smell the fucking weed, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like... Damn, I'm looking at it. It looks so f- red velvet cookie. <laughs> what? It looks just like a red velvet with white frosting. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just ate a fucking thing of bacon, some eggs. I'm like, dude, sweet sounds so good right now. I go, fuck, I'll just take like a decent side bite. So I take a bite and it's fucking good, right? And I eat it and I put the cookie up. Yeah. But it's like 30 minutes, dude. I don't feel shit. Oh, no. So I'm going, you know what? I am kind of big. I'm like 200 something. I go, oh, maybe I need more. It. So I'm going to take another bite. I went to the fridge. I, I took what was supposed to be just one more big bite. I just ate the whole thing. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. I'm like, it's fucking. How many milligrams was it? I think 250. <laughs> it was the middle one. So I eat the whole That's cookie, a lot, dude. dude. And it wasn't even 10 minutes. I guess the first bite <sighs> starts sinking. I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, okay. It feels, it feels kind of good. Like, yeah. I got a little butt. I'm like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. Then I go, fuck. <laughs> lay down. Just lay down it's a little heavier bit. And, heavier. and dude, I remember it was the end of I was watching American Me, right? It yeah. was the end, the word, the title. The, yeah. That shit lasts like two hours. It would not end. All the words <laughs> I'm looking at going, 
the fucking ending credits aren't going away. I go, there's a lot of people involved making this goddamn movie. I go, I, I want to get food, right? Dude, you know how fucked up I got, dude? I had McDonald's in one hand, Del Taco in the other hand. I was in the Wendy's eating a fucking corn dog trying to order a goddamn fucking Frosty, dude. Nice. I don't remember shit, dude. <laughs> You're driving around like I, that? Dude, just, I'm ah. fucked. I'm just like, I don't remember how I got to this goddamn place. I'm thinking, I got to get in the car. I just want to go home. Yeah. I just want to go home and be safe. <laughs> so I don't even remember. I get in my car. I drive home. And I just go straight on the bed, dude. Mario said he called me. G- I called GM Mike, right? Yeah, the, the counselor. I go, Mike, I'm fucked up, dude. But I got a lot of shit I want to say. So you got to remember everything I'm telling you because it's pretty fucking funny. And I start going off, dude. Blah, blah, blah. I go, you remember? Yeah, I remember. Keep going. I go, I'm just talking, right? Yeah. I go, give me some key points what I just said. And he's going over. He's taking notes or something, right? He's telling me everything I said. He's always got a paper and a pen. And I'm laughing, right? I go, that was funny. I go, you remember everything I tell you and remind me. If I don't ask you to tell me again in a week, that means I forgot this conversation. And you got to tell, read it all back to me. All right, Mike. And I hang up the phone. And I'm just fucking on my bed, just tripping Blasted. out, dude. Oh, dude, <laughs> I went through every emotion, though, dude. Oh, sadness. Paranoia. It was weird. Paranoia. Sadness. I was focused on sadness a lot. Like, damn. About what? What was going through your head? It, just everything. Like, like chicks. I'm just like, oh. Because I found out this. I mean, it doesn't matter to me then when I found out. But I found out this one girl that she was real cool. I was seeing, you know, she was like really cool. Well. I was thinking about texting her, right? Like maybe a, a couple weeks ago, and someone told me this is how long it's been since I talked to her. What, would you? She's consider, married, dude. Is that cookie texting? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was cookie texting, dude. So she, I started. So you focusing. found out she was married? And yeah, it but you it, out? no, it, it wasn't a big deal. I was like, damn, well, she deserves to be married. Yeah. But when I was on that cookie high, I was focused on like. She's married, dude. So I go, she deserves that. And I was like, why don't I? I let that one go. <laughs> I let it go. Hey, just, uh, tell, just tell us that you don't have that lump in your head. No. That, that moves. And no, you push okay, it so that shit was weird. Oh. It was just a freaky shit because I don't do shit it like really that, It really creeps, though, doesn't it? Like you could dude. eat that cookie and then yeah, all of a sudden, sneaky, like, dude. Whoa, whoa. that's the way it was when I was in Germany. They had all that hash. What is and, hash? I've heard of it, but oh, what is it? Oh, man, that's their big product over there. It comes from Afghanistan. And, and, and so it's different than weed? Yeah, it's it's a compressed version of, like, weed. It's just, you know, hashish. Yeah. No, and, I always wondered what that was. Dude. Yeah. yeah. They got Leban- Lebanese blonde. They got uh, bubblegum black, and they had all this kind of hash that was really coming out of... And you smoke it or eat it? Oh, yeah, you, you smoke it. You fluff it out. You heat it up, fluff it out, and put it in a bowl and smoke it. But... We got so tired of smoking it that then we would make tea with it. We'd oh, make yeah. hash brownies. And anytime you did the tea or, or consumed it by, by eating it, uh, it took about 20 minutes, a half an hour, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, like a, oh, like a hammer man. over the back of the head. Oh, yeah. So and, it's and hash then you like, were just like, is it like leaves or something? I mean, what's it look like? It's it's just it comes in a brick. It comes in a brick, and mm-hmm. it's uh, there's no the there's no leaves or nothing like that. Uh. It's just like a compressed uh, together. Kind of It's very it's very strong too. Very mm. very strong. But that's what the thing. That's what the soldiers and everybody was getting. Yeah, high on I always over there see the shows how they're swallowing all the hash and, yeah. and these little. But I'm like, what's the form of? Yeah. All, all the stoners that listen are screaming at their 
radio. Man, it's this. That guy who was over there doesn't know. (laughs) But you do smoke it then, right? I smoked the hell out of it. In fact, I got popped on a hot piss test. Leafy. What? It says leafy. Hashish or hash is a drug made from cannabis. Yeah. While oh. herbal while herbal cannabis is referred to as marijuana, hashish is cannabis resin. Yes. So it's oh. the sticky resin. Or, or like honey oil. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you do yeah. honey. Yeah. It is consumed by smoking a small piece, typically yep. in a pipe, bong, vaporizer, or joint, or via so that's oral some, ingestion. That's hardcore, uh, dude. That's crazy. But you talk about being high. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. I'll so. bet. Sounds like it. Hash. They used to do surprise, uh, they called them health and comfort checks, and you because know, the soldiers would be getting stoned. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just getting high. And yeah. when you come in from the field, because that's the thing, I had an MOS that I stayed eight months out in the field because yeah. we had a combat mission. We Because we, I was a demolition guy, so we had in the one kilometer zone, yeah. the east-west German border. Dude, I got some great pictures of them in their towers and us in our tower. We're looking at them. They're looking at us. And that's why at that time, a great group for me, being that I was coming from that kind of punk thing, yeah. was the Sex Pistols. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking over the wall, and they're looking at me. Oh. You know, but yeah, <laughs> tear it out of the wall. Yeah. Which, which, listen to this now. I think it was 87. I'm, cl- I'm clean out of the military for many years and stuff, and they take down the Berlin Wall. That was huge for me. Yeah. Yeah. When Ronald like Reagan said this, President Gorbachev... Tear down that wall. Remember that? Remember, and I'm yeah, like, wow, well, I, I didn't think it would ever happen. And so that was really cool. I think that happened in 87. But uh, yeah, because I used to be there lock and loaded. And here's the thing. I'd be like, why do I hate them so much? John, Donnie, this is getting back into that, right? Yeah, yeah. Here's somebody that's never called my mom a whore. Here's somebody that's never punched me in my eye. Yeah. And I'm ready to kill him. Yeah. I'm ready to kill him if he comes my way. And so when you'd be up there long enough and there's no booze or nothing, so you'd drink a bottle of Robitussin DM. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then you'd be like being on acid. Yeah. And you'd dude. be tripping like, why do I, Why am I here? And oh. That's what Joe Rogan always says oh. about the Middle East. He's like, just give them, give them psychedelic drugs and they'll start thinking their life over. Oh, yeah. You, you really do. Sex pistols? Sex pistols. I want to see some history Cause now I got a reason of an economy Now I got a reason And I'm still waiting Did you ever listen to this, Mike? Oh, hell no, I heard of them, but I don't, I don't Oh, the Sex this. Pistols? You know how I know Sex Pistols? Is I that, love that group, man The blonde singer, right? Is he yeah. a singer? Uh-huh. He was on Judge... Judy or oh, yeah. one of those shows that he was funnier than shit. Yeah. Dude. Was he, he was uh, getting suing sued. somebody? He was, he getting, was getting sued? sued, yeah, and he was obnoxious oh, yeah. and funnier than hell, dude. Did, oh, he, yeah. did he win well, or lose? I think he lost. Well, you didn't hear about the one sex pistol that stabbed to death his girlfriend? Who's and, that? Yeah, uh, jo- was it uh, J- Sid Vicious? Oh, yeah, that's uh, Johnny sex pistol. Ro- yeah, sex pistol. Oh, I always see pictures of him with his girl. Yeah, her name was Nancy, and he yeah. stabbed her to death, and then he. Yeah, people he, always go, my Sid and Nancy. So yeah. what happened with Sid that? Nancy. Oh man! They were all twacked out. Oh yeah, to get time yeah. served. He stabbed her. Yeah, he stabbed and killed her, and then I think he committed suicide or something. But, yeah. yeah. But I used to actually date a, a girl named Polly. She lived in a tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, is that a song? Yeah. yeah. Her name was Polly. She lived in a tree. That you, if you ever listen to the lyrics of that song, the, the song is called Bodies, and it's about an abortion, and it'll blow your mind. Really? Well, the thing about the punk era, the, the thing about the punk thing is 
It's so fast and loud that you can't understand or hear the words. But if you were to read the words, they're getting down on corruption, government, church. Yeah. I mean, the, the dead Kennedys were good for that. They were all over the the church, taking, stealing people's money, government. And, yeah. I mean, they they were really with the time. I was always a metal And they were head. really on point with what was going on. Yeah. Like in my school growing up, we were in a metal band. And the punkers hated us, and we hated the punkers, so we never listened to any of that stuff. Uh, they were always like wanting to fight us and shit. Yeah, dude. The punk rockers guys were crazy, dude. Hey, oh. do you have time to put find body, uh, bodies? I was put bodies on. I was listening to Duran Duran. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll close the show with this one, dude. Later on. Damn. Damn. Look, at there he is right there. That's the dude that you saw on yeah, Judge yeah. Judy, right? Yeah, he looks a lot older now, but uh-huh. yeah. So um, are you coming... You, is your comedy set ready for the live show? Shoot, I think so. I, I think I got it. Are you, have you been rehearsing in the mirror and shit? Yeah, I just go over it in my head, and then there's part that just wants to throw it all out. And so you're going to go 20, 30 minutes? Or? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> do By the time it happens, it's going to be an hour special and yeah, shit. Yeah, we're not even doing a show. It's just a comedy <laughs> set. Net, it'd be a Netflix special. Hey, but listen, do yourself that favor. Pick up a VOA. Okay, pick it up, man. That way, when you're at your funniest and the stuff, we'll for, you'll forget. You're sitting there driving yeah, in your truck, dude. Yeah. You might as That's well. That's the best time, man. And you just put that down, and, and then you can. The thing is, is once you have it there, you can redefine it. Yeah. Like you could edit it to make it even better. Yeah, Rogan you, said that he he um, he has the recorder on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. He records every single set that he does. So if he goes to the comedy store tonight, he records his set and then listens to it on the way home. And oh, he'll be shit. like, "Oh fuck, I caught a beat I right there. Did I didn't that. even remember." Yeah, yeah. Did that. So, and it'll. Rec- he said it'll record in his pocket yeah. as he's performing. Yeah, because when you hear that, when you play it back, you can go like, "If I said this with that, yeah. it, it'll just kill." Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So, Are you nervous always, about it? Yeah, hell yeah, I'm gotta nervous. be. <laughs> I'm Are you nervous, gonna be nervous there? Just gotta do it. Are we gonna do? Are you gonna do a, a open mic before, or are you just going going in hard? I might just go in hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think nice. he kind of. I don't know I, what to do. I bet you kind of think you know what a virgin feels like, huh? Well, yeah, I do. Yeah. It's going to be trippy, dude. See how yeah. it goes. My kids will be there. We'll oh, yeah. Your kids are coming out? Yeah, they're going to come out. So. Oh, oh that's tight. Yeah. See how it good goes. for you, man. Oh, oh, good for you, man. Yeah, yeah. So hey, well, you know what they good. say in that in that arena? Break a leg, brother. Yes. Break a leg. It's good to see exactly, you again, man. man. Yeah. Donnie, thanks Hell for yeah. having me, man. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that was bad. Hey, so seriously, of everything you've been through, your father, stuff you were doing in the military, and then you mentioned you know, you got into drugs, was there a certain thing that happened in life where you're just like, I got to turn around? Was there a low point, the lowest point in your life, or you didn't realize it then? Uh, there, Yeah, there were some real low points, but here's, here's the real deal. Uh, my then wife became pregnant, and I said, I'm going to be a dad, and I'm going to be so much different. And so that's what changed for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, What about when you were going through your divorce, dude? Well, th- listen, everything I shared with you about military and yeah. all that stuff has nothing on a bad <laughs> divorce, man. Ah. Oh. What about the, your bus ride, dude? Family court we got blows. Time. We you- got time for one more Okay, story. so check this out. So... I'm going through this divorce and I have to be out in LA for some deposition, right? So I, I leave Union Station, I jump on a bus and it's just me and this black bus driver on the bus and he's leaning, like he's dipping, driving a big old bus. He's like, I get in, I show him the address. I says, I don't know where I'm going. Could you let me know when I get to this address? Yeah, man, you good, man. Just sit back. I'll let you know. 
I'm like, all right. So I sit right across from him. I figure I'll just talk with him. I said, man, this is a cool job. You're just dipping in the bus. He goes, yeah, man. Where are you from, man? I said, man, I'm from Riverside. Oh, yeah, man, Riverside. I know Riverside. I go, really? What do you know about Riverside? Man, I went through a divorce in Riverside. I go, get the... F- Really? I go, because I'm going through a divorce right now in Riverside. He goes, oh, man. He goes, you got an attorney? I said, yeah, I just gave an attorney this retainer fee. He goes, man, you got to let that go. You got to give that back. I said, why? He goes, man, you got to get my attorney, man. She a pit bull. She a pit bull in court, man. She a little blonde white lady. She a pit bull. And I'm like, really? He goes, oh, yeah, man. She blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay. Finally, I get to my destination. And he goes, here's, here's where you're at, man. He goes, I'm telling you, man, you go get her. Her name is Sharma Brooks, man. She a little pit bull. He goes, let that money go and get Sharma Brooks, man. I'm like, hey, thanks a lot. I reach in my pocket and I give him a five spot. Like, hey, man, have some lunch on me. He's like, oh, hell yeah. He <laughs> 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 took that five spot and was down the road, right? So anyway, so now some time goes by and I got my jacked up attorney that's promising the world and everything like that. And on the first court date that we're supposed to show up, my attorney's nowhere. So I'm there by myself, and there's my ex-wife, and she's got her attorney and stuff. And so the judge says to me, well, do you have counsel? And I go, yeah, but he's not here yet. And she goes, okay. And she, and then she goes, well, apparently you have counsel, Mrs. Olson. And then counsel steps up and says, yes, I'll be representing Mrs. Olson. My name is Sharma Brooks. I go, God, she got the pit bull. Oh, no. Oh, she's got the pit bull. And she chewed me up, man. That's the greatest story uh, ever. Hey, she, she took that bus ride a week before you did, dude. <laughs> Damn. Oh, so but how good was the pit bull? She was, she was on her game. Listen, she was so good, Donnie, no joke, that we were in the elevator together, and I said, man, you are good. And I told her the pit bull story. Oh, you did? Yeah, and she didn't think it was funny. She did it. <laughs> oh, no. She didn't want to be called a pit bull. Oh, damn. You know? That's... I, yeah, she was, she was not flattered by that. I go, yeah, this bus driver told me, man, you got to get her. She a pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> she was dead silent. No. Damn. Oh, oh, too bad we didn't man. have time for me to tell you about my uh, two vasectomies and one reverse vasectomy. Oh, what the dude. fuck? <laughs> I have, yeah, I did one vasectomy. You did? Oh yeah. Oh, you did? Wait. Oh, are you good? I was twenty-one, man. You did at twenty-one? Uh, that is young. I was young as hell. You already had your two. I had a boy and a girl, and, and that was it. That was it. And oh, no wonder you're a pimp. How about yeah. you, Donnie? <laughs> no, no. The, the deal no. that that we had, if Tiff had a. C-section, the second one, then she would get them. Get oh, her if they're, that, that's what my deal was, too. If, if, if she didn't. If they got I in there, it. yeah. So she had a C-section. Yeah. Yeah, wow. mine, she had it naturally, so I had to get cut up. Oh, <laughs> that was the Because oh, they go like this. It's easier. I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah, see, I had a Korean guy that did mine, and I should have known right away, do not use this guy. Because, you know, they, they tell you that. First, they want to make sure when you're young. Are you sure you want to do no. this? This no. guy said... uh I go, he was telling me, and he goes, okay, let me see. Here's what I do, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I said, okay. I go, so are you going to try to talk me out of it? Oh, no, I don't talk you out. We do now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, oh. And he had big old sweat rings under his arms. Oh, I'm like, no way. No. Oh, man. Oh. oh, my God. So when, so you got, did it hurt? Fuck yeah, I did. I was tricked, dude. She told me they were going to put me to sleep. I don't believe, you know what I mean? I don't know shit. It's like shit. a 50-50 shot, dude. Some Most guys, or 50% of guys say it doesn't hurt at all. It fucking hurt, dude. 50% of guys say 
It hurts like dude, a month. They're fucking pulling on my shit. I can yeah. feel my cheek muscle going oh, down, yeah, that, dude. That tug because they got to get that yeah. vast. It's a vast difference. Dude, like you're going to feel a little yeah. tugging. So I'm waiting. They fucking pull. I'm just like, I start cussing, dude. Motherfucker. Then I'm, <laughs> then I'm apologizing. I'm sorry. I usually don't fucking goddamn it. <laughs> Sir, you need to stop cussing. I go, you fucking pulling on my shit, dude. I go, anyways, long story short, I walk out, dude. When I walked in, the waiting room was full of people, dude. Right? I walked out, just my ex-wife sitting there, right? <laughs> and she's fucking got this embarrassed, mad look at me. Oh, they could hear you? Dude, I was like, what? She goes, was that you? I go, what are you talking about me? I go, what are you talking about? Was that you fucking screaming back there in the room? I go, that shit fucking hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, everyone left. They heard you and they fucking five people walked out with their fucking... I go, good. That's a fucking warning for everybody. You told me they're going to put me to sleep. They fucking didn't put me to sleep. They took that needle and stuck me like five times in my balls. I mean, you fucking lied to me, man. Yeah. You're, dude, you're awake. She was, let's go. Yeah. I was all, she's all embarrassed. Oh, I'm all, yeah. God. But let me tell you, on the reverse vasectomy, that's a four-hour surgery. Oh you're knocked God, out. Dude. You're knocked out. Because can you, could you imagine the precision involved oh. in reconnecting that little piece of spaghetti? Yeah. Oh. You know? So you actually had it reversed. I had a reverse, man. It yeah. worked. It worked. But I had two kids. vasectomies first. Because my first vasectomy, I get home, I'm living in this shithole yeah. and where there's a bunch of cholos and stuff like that. I get home from having the vasectomy. I already have my beautiful daughter, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Yeah. She's 30 years old now. Yeah. She's given me two beautiful grandbabies. Uh, and uh, so I come home and she's just crawling and I have a little son, Ryan. Yeah. And so mama says, hey, I'm going to run to the store and buy some things. Uh, are you going to be okay with the kids? I'm like, yeah. So Jamie's on the floor. I got little Ryan. I'm going, you little son of a bitch, like that. <laughs> and uh, she goes to the store. She comes back some 40 minutes later, and she's unloading groceries and stuff. And then all of a sudden I hear, can't get out here. Yeah. Because she's very dramatic, right? <laughs> Even today, bless her heart. Uh, and bless she goes, can't get heart. out here. So I put my son down on the floor. And I come run, I forget that there's stairs and that I just had this surgery. And I come running out and across the street, I just see a pair of socks that are meeting these shorts, right? <laughs> and there's two of them and there's a car right there and the dudes get out and they get a bumper jack, right? And I'm like, what the, the like fuck? Like that. I look over to my next door neighbor who's an 80 year old man. Uh, bless this guy's heart. He always carried a 38 snub nose in his pocket. So I look at him and he gives me the nod, like, okay. And I'm uh, like, what damn. the fuck? And running around all crazy and stuff like that. Well, uh, my ex-wife is yelling, call 911. So these cholos go, orale homes, trusha, the huras. You know, <laughs> they jump in their car and they pill out and these little cholos run off this way. Well, La puente. Yeah. Well, my thinking is that they're going to come back later. So what I do is I load up my 12-gauge shotgun, right? And just two months earlier, we got our first brand new bed. Okay, so we got, yeah. a, we got a brand new bed, and we are loving it. And so, but I think these homeboys are going to come back because I'm telling them, like, fuck you, and come on, let's go. So I put the kids down on the floor uh, to sleep. We make a bed there. And in our room, because that's where the window is, Damn, dude. I put the 12-gauge shotgun loaded and ready to go. Because this is when drive-by shootings were that's popular, say, homie. Boys, that's all the, that's they, this, is, this is what's going on at the time, and I figure they got their feelings hurt by me, so they're coming back. So in the middle of the night, my ex-wife goes, you know, I'm not comfortable with that there. I go, honey, our kids can't even walk, so they can't get to it. If they crawled to the bed, they're not tall enough to reach up. Just leave it alone. She goes, no. She goes stomping into the room and goes to pick up my 12-gauge shotgun. 
by the trigger. Boom! Blows the corner off a brand new bed and a hole in the wall. Oh, yeah. Just blew the shit out of the bed, man. Are you comfortable so, with that? So yeah. it messed up your vasectomy? Uh, so, so anyway, so yeah, <laughs> what, what happened, you know, all that running around down the stairs, oh. a year later she gets pregnant again. And because our relationship was still good at the time, I wasn't like, you whore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. Instead, I said, but what was funny about it is like she didn't really want to tell me. She was feeling sick and all this stuff. And I go, honey, you need to go to the doctor and get checked up. Ah, blah, 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 blah. So I went to work because every day I drove to work, I would call her, honey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just having a cup of coffee with the kids, blah, 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 blah. I drove to work this day and I said, how are you feeling? She goes, man, I'm not feeling good. So I call and make her a doctor's appointment. And I call her back. I go, you got a doctor's appointment at nine o'clock. Be there. And I says, and I want you to call me and tell me what's going on as soon as you find out what's wrong with you. So I'm not getting a call, not getting a call. I'm like, what the shit, man? So I call her at, you know, about two o'clock. I go, hey, what's going on? She goes, oh man, nothing. I go, what do you mean nothing? She goes, I'll just talk to you when you get home. So I get home and I go, baby, honey, are you okay? What's going on? She goes, I don't know how to tell you this. And I go, What? And she said, I'm pregnant. And I said, and because our relationship was still good, I said, what? I go, wow, that's a blessing. I go, I can't believe it. Now we're going to have two boys or two girls. I go, I had a vasectomy and you're pregnant. Wow. Yay. I go, I better go get checked again and make sure. I go get checked and they say, yep, you can still have kids. So I sign up for the second vasectomy. Oh my God. Yeah. In the meantime, here's where the trickery goes off. What do they do? Forget a nut? Here's where the trickery plays in. Here's where it gets sideways, and here's what's kind of going. So anyways, she decides that she can't have another baby. I can't have another baby. I go, baby. I go, honey, this is a blessing from God. This is from God, and we're going to have three children. I can't have another baby. So like every day I'd go to work and call her. I go to work this one day, and I call. Her sister answers the phone. She goes, hello? I go, hello? I go, who's this? She goes, it's Auntie D, Uncle Ken. I said, hey, what are you doing there? She goes, oh, you know, Janine had to go take care of that. Oh. She went and had an abortion, bro, behind my back. I started crying at work. My boss sent me home. I was crying. Wow. Yeah, Damn. and then from that point on, my marriage started to go to hell. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She did that. So anyways, I go and have the second vasectomy, and that one works. Well, you think that kid was yours? Um, yeah, I want to believe it was, you know what I mean? But she was going out with her girlfriend from New York and staying out and stuff like that. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows what? I believe she was a good woman. But, but, and she, like she said, she just, her body couldn't do it. She couldn't have another baby. But that killed me, bro. That killed me that you killed our child. We're married and we have two kids and you did that. Yeah, without make, without talking. At least about talk it. about it a little. But more. so so I'll wrap this up real quick. So now you know that marriage ends and stuff, and I've got a wonderful wife now. You know her. You yeah. tattoo her. She's she's just great. She's the look at. I can go away for two weeks because I ride Harley Davidsons and I go on rides. I can go away. And never once do I get a page. What are you doing? No, Why don't you call me? She's like a Buddhist all, monk. All she does is the minute I show up, she says, "I'm glad you're home safe." And doesn't ask me anything. Mm, yeah. So, anyways, we're hooked up for a long time. And before I get to fourth base with her, I, you know, I'm trying to be this honest guy, and I really like her, and I want to nail her because I'm a guy, right? <laughs> and she's telling me that she wants to have kids, and then that's when I tell her she didn't know that I had a vasectomy. She knew I had two kids, and I said, "Well, maybe I'm not the guy for you." 
And she's like, what do you mean? And she goes, is it because you have two kids? I said, no. I says, I had a vasectomy. She said, you did? And I go, yeah, I've actually had two. And she's like, <laughs> so, so I'm with her now. I'm with her now for 10 years. And I start being riddled with guilt. I'm like, I suck. How I, I'm no good. I'm so selfish that this wonderful woman is never going to be called mom and never have a baby grow inside of her because of me. Yeah, yeah. So wow. I start thinking about and looking now and searching for somebody to do a reverse vasectomy. Anyways, we find the guy and we have to counsel with him. So he's saying, okay, so I need to ask you guys some questions. We're sitting there. He goes, okay, so what's your story? I go, well, I'm 47 years old and I had a vasectomy. Okay, you had a vasectomy? Yeah, I had two. Wait, you had two? Yeah, I had two. When was your last one? Oh, it was about 20 some years ago. Damn. Yeah, because it, it said 10 yeah. years you can't do yeah. it, right? He goes, wow. Okay, well, how about you, miss? She goes, he goes, have you ever been pregnant? No, I've never been pregnant. And how old are you? I'm 40. Oh, gosh, really? <laughs> he goes, okay, listen, listen, guys. He's like this. He's like, listen. She's sitting here to my right. I'm sitting here. He looks right at us. He goes, I love doing this surgery and I love the money. Because when you do that, it's cash money up front. Yeah. When you want to when you want to get a vasectomy, your insurance company is happy to pay for that because they don't want you having any more little the bastards. Reversal yeah. Is yeah. Not the reversal at the time was six thousand dollars. So he says, I gotta be honest with you, I love doing the surgery, I love the money, but your odds are horrible. And I looked to my right and I saw her shoulders sag. And I looked back to the doctor and I said, I'll do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, and now man. we have our son, Levi, yeah. who just turned six years old last Friday. He's a yep. miracle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right on, man. Good, good, good shit. Shout outs. Shout outs. Who you got, Ken? Uh, hello, Ryan. I miss you, son. He's, Shout out uh, to Ryan. He's going to be 29 years old next month. Damn. Shout out to Guy. Who do you got? Shout out to all the boys at Arizona Pipeline. Shout out to Jerry. Shout out to Eric. Eric's taking care of Papa Welsh today. Don't forget, don't forget. Cinco de Mayo. Live show at Brew Rebellion, 6 o'clock. Comedian Mike is doing 30 minutes. I mean, 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes stand-up. Bring it. Oh, man. It's going to be a good show. Big Ben's going to be in the shark suit. We got a bunch of stuff planned. Steezy's got... Uh, we got all kinds of stuff planned. Oh, yeah, you got to just come things. and check it out. No cover charge. Oh, man. And Big Ben's uh, holsters came in today. And they're beautiful. They are beautiful. Whoever did them did a great job. Shout out to Uncle Tone. Follow us on Instagram. NGC Podcast at NGC Podcast. Follow Jerry at NGC Jerry at Tattoo Donnie at Eric underscore Welsh underscore DIY. Comedian Mike at Comedian underscore Mike. Soundboy Josh Lark at Lark underscore Inc. L A R K. GM Mike at GM Mike 6868. Shout out to Eddie. Follow us on Facebook. Needles, Guns, and Chalk Podcast on Facebook. Hold on, I got a text from uh, from uh, GM Mike to uh, do some more shout-outs. Do you have that, Mike? Oh, yeah, we got it. Listener of the week shout-out. is Thomas Ashley, Katrina, Al Longway, Chris Barget, Bob Wallace, Jacob Valenzuela, Ken Hormier, or Ken Hormier, Laura Costella, 
Jackie, James, Mr. Miyagi, Lan Benham, John Albaugh, Michelle Wisman, John Steffens. Extra shout out to Sightline Graphics, the computer shop, 909-763-3507. If it's broken by a crazy bitch, they can fix it. Sightline Graphics, the computer shop. Vendors for the live show that are going to be there, it's going to be Riverside Archery, Boombot, Barber, Redbeard Targets, Barbell Club, The Sauce Company, NGC Boot with stickers. We're going to have stickers, T-shirts. The Redbeard uh, Targets are going to be raffling off one of his custom targets. The Sauce Company is raffling off a bunch of things. We're going to be raffling off a date with Steezy and a whole bunch of other oh. prizes. What else do we got, Mario? Anything else? That's about it. Follow us on Facebook. Give us a shout-out. Give us a like, comment, follow us. Everything else. What are we pouring that? Anything? What's that? Oh, Randy at Upland Shoe Repair. You need you need your shoes repaired? Go to Randy at Upland Shoe Repair. The the fireball holsters are on point, and we will be there at the live show. Cinco, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Drinko. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Bring a friend. Don't worry about getting called out from the stage. Actually, probably should be. No, I'm just kidding, no. right? No, don't be afraid. Come out. Come on out. Come on out. We will be back in studio with everybody next week. Big Ben's going to come in. Jerry's got some work stuff going on the next two weeks, so Big Ben will be here next week. And uh, that's about it. That's it, man. Hashtag Team CM. Hashtag Team CM. It's on. Shout out to Mario, too. All right. Shout out to Mr. Steele. Peace. We'll see you next week. Peace.